Welcome to Solana Cove. This is your host, Louis. Today I'm chatting with Vito from SoulSea. We talk about his journey into crypto, how SoulSea was created, what's coming with their launch in a couple of days, the pressure him and the team feel to move at a breakneck pace, the potential he sees for NFTs, how the game will change with AR, the struggle between entertainment and quality content and culture, and much, much more. As always, if you're not subscribed to Solana Cove, you really should be. Find us on your podcast app of choice. If you're on Apple Podcasts, stay tuned as we'll be on there soon. All right, on to the show. Today, I'm speaking with Vito from SoulSea, an exciting new NFT marketplace on Solana, looking to deliver the experience that the Solana NFT community has been waiting for. Vito, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Let's um, start first with, I'd love to hear how you became involved in crypto and if you would also be comfortable sharing how the SoulSea team came together. Yeah, sure. Um, well, my journey in crypto actually started, the rabbit hole uh, opened in uh, 2017, even though the friend that kind of thrown, tried to throw me in the, in the hole years before when the Bitcoin was really low in value. Uh, didn't manage to do so. So anyway, in, in 2017, um, when Ethereum kind of started booming with smart contract, that was the moment that I kind of uh, learned about the way that you can program the smart money, basically, and, and move the money in, in a smart way. At that time, uh, we actually started developing our own platform for galleries and museums for virtual uh, reality exhibitions to to create VR exhibitions, buy and sell art in, in virtual reality. And it made a lot of sense to kind of incorporate blockchain into the, the whole kind of structure of what, what is going on there. And um, so I started thinking about, you know, like trade of art in, in virtual reality, like all the things that you could do in, in, in the moment, like auctions in real time. And, and it really made, made a lot of sense to just dig deeper into it. And then we started looking at the ICO scene that, that started booming, like, Things are booming now, and um, you know. And then we planned for the for the ICO, and then we we did a spin-off company uh, of my company that that was actually uh, you know developing VR products, and we opened a company, Alex and myself, the co-founder of Eurolight in Switzerland in uh, 2018, in the Crypto Valley in Zug. But you know what is funny? You know, Switzerland was promoted as um, the, the kind of a hub of, of crypto development at that time, like come to Switzerland, come to Crypto Valley, this is the place to be, you know, like every major crypto project was incorporated there. So, you know, because I was working with Alex for many years before we, we launched VRL Art, uh, yeah, the Switzerland was the place. And then what happened is that we started opening up the company and it took us like two months to just open the company. And then it took us six months to open the bank account. And then it was, it was a hassle. And the thing is that at, at that time, then the crypto crash happened and we actually uh, lost um, crypto money. <laughs> and not only that, but you know, the ICOs got a really bad name at that time. So we decided because we are serious people, <laughs> you know, having serious companies, building serious things. So we decided not to do an ICO um, and just continue the development of VROLARD because we really believed in, in, in the product. And so um, then in 2019, um, I was always kind of concerned about uh, the way that art and culture, especially, is 
misrepresented on the blockchain. Like not, not people don't understand the sector quite well. Um, and then in 2019, uh, we did a fork of Stellar blockchain. Actually, we were kind of following what, what Kick was doing um, because they did the fork of Stellar blockchain. And then I was like, wait a minute, this sounds good. Because in, in, if you think about the virtual reality exhibitions and if you want to, for example, sell the tickets for VR exhibitions, people cannot wait for you know, like three minutes to buy the ticket. They need to get it right away. And we want these transactions to happen in VR without going to the credit card, without you know, like approving transactions on your mobile phone or something. It needs to, to flow. And that's why we, we wanted to, to incorporate blockchain. So anyway, long story short, Stellar uh, worked. Uh, we, even, we even did a, um, an app for a music festival and uh, kind of made the tickets to be the NFTs in 2019 before the NFT was, was kind of popular. And, you know, it was shaking. It was in the moment. The crazy thing is that a friend of mine uh, who, who kind of invited us to do this, he wanted to do a virtual currency for the, for the whole festival. Uh, but that was because of the logistical problems, you know, the, all the cash machines uh, on all the bars. It, it was a problem. I mean, it was, the app was working, but they had logistical problems in installing everything, connecting that to the uh, kind of accounting system. So that's also a challenge. So anyway, um, everything was shaking because we had like you know, thousands of people registering every day. Uh, but here was the crazy thing is that he said, like, we're going to make this festival, even though it's free to enter. The festival was free to enter. It will be free to enter, but you need to download the app. And then you will receive the free tickets on the app, actually as NFTs, and then you will use these tickets while you're entering the, the, the festival with, with your mobile phone. And, you know, Stellar could not handle it. I mean, it was shaking. It was, I mean, but we turned off the blockchain connection uh, like on the second day and um, said no one actually cares. They, they don't know what, what's happening behind the scenes. So um, anyway, we, we decided to ditch Stellar and, uh, you know, and, and wait for a better solution. And then, you know, the Ethereum boom that happened uh, beginning of this year with, with also NFTs in, and by crazy accidents, like, okay, Kick also switched to Solana, which is, which is interesting, so I followed that up. And then by chance of luck, actually through these trips in Switzerland, uh, I got to meet the Eric Williams, who is the co-founder of Solana. So he encouraged us to come to Solana, to build on Solana, so he was kind of yeah, encouraging us. And then he also advised us to enter the hackathon. Um, and then we did, <laughs> and then we started, you know, um, building the protocol that we actually planned for many years now, um, and build it on Solana, and then uh, kind of we won in, in the NFT track, and then you know the whole hell broke loose, <laughs> basically. So, so this Solsi is kind of uh, like your vision for a long time, and you're waiting for the technology to actually be able to support. Uh, what you were trying to build? Uh, no, no, that that would not be correct. Mm -hmm. um, Solsi uh, was our mm, how how shall I say this um, response to the cry out of the community that we saw. So what we did on the hackathon, we actually built a curated marketplace. We called it Solart, uh, and 
um, we wanted to launch this with our special kind of liquidity pools for NFTs and, a, you know, a, a lot of new kind of concepts that, that we incorporated into the NFT sector. But once we realized that actually community just wants a place, you know, a nicely dedicated place where they can buy and sell NFTs on Solana, and that is what, what is needed right now, we just decided to, you know, take what we have already and just make it, you know, an open let's say, uh, marketplace. So we, we did build it, but we are now converting it into a different type of marketplace. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, before we jump into the marketplace that you, you sort of chose to build in the end, the, the major topic that is a p- particularly a big one today with the Aurori uh, launch is it seems like projects have a lot of trouble actually getting out of the gate without having some kind of issue, whether it is Um, the website going down or some kind of issue uh, with selling too many NFTs and then having to refund or, um, I mean, yeah, there's been kind of, I I feel like every project has had their own kind of issue. Um, Do you have any thoughts on the current state of NFT launches on Solana and maybe what teams could be doing better? That's a tough question. (laughs) Almost the start of the interview. So what we have seen, maybe I can tell you like, what is what is going on and maybe you have seen this on Twitter, but we got so many kind of DMs in, uh, in the last couple of days, just people asking us like, can we mint NFTs on Solsi? And I was like, yeah, you can mint one NFT on a Solsi, you know, or one by one. But no, they all want to mint like hundreds of thousands of, or 10,000. And this is a, a big problem because first of all, you usually get to see designers or, or maybe let's say an artist kind of think about these, these um, you know, PFP projects or generic um, uh, or progr- programmable, uh, let's say, images that, that can uh, be generated in 10,000 different, different copies. Um, the thing here is that there are no, uh, you know, experienced developers usually in these teams, at least from what I've seen. And they don't know like what would mean to kind of release 10,000 different things on the blockchain to upload all the metadata to kind of generate, to wait for all the transactions to finish, not to start, you know, like multiple transactions with file uploads, you know, the, yeah, things can go wrong when you, when you multiply something with 10,000, you know, it's, it's, it's a normal thing. So um, there is a huge demand and people are rushing to do it as fast as possible, which is kind of understandable. I cannot blame them because it, it's just, you know, it's a cash run. So, you know, as soon as you can release, probably the sooner the better because you can still get that, you know, money that is um, invested into, into these things. Maybe in about a month, no one would care. Um, but we don't know this. Like, this is really uncharted waters, what, what we're experiencing now. So anyway, I don't know what would be my recommendation. So my team is looking into these things after we launch. So we will not look into these, uh, what we call them bulk mint, uh, before we actually launch. And uh, from what I know, Metaplex actually did this for Aurori, uh, this candy shop, what they call it. I haven't spoken to, to Jordan in the last couple of days. We've been, we've been too busy. I haven't asked him like what's going on there. Um, but I, I really don't know what to say. Like. It should be done better. It should be done planned. It should be tested. 
no one has time. Not even we don't have time for testing, serious testing. That there is simply no time. Like we we need to be, you know, fast. Speed here is, I think, more important now for people than than the actual quality, which is bad. I mean, we ended up in this situation, all of us together. But yeah, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least uh, there's some improvements. I mean, the Aurora website stayed up for the whole Mint period, which is more than they were a few weeks ago. So maybe it's step by step uh, improving every every piece of it. Well, I can tell you what's going on on our website. I can actually open up the analytics. Yeah, we have like there is like five thousand people on the site yesterday, or almost six thousand looking at the counter. You know, like. That's like 6,000 people, you know, at the moment looking at a counter and I'm just wondering what will happen in like three days when we launch. So what is actually uh, uh, good is that I um, talked today to our service providers that are holding the servers. We are trying really hard tomorrow. We have a, a meeting with them so that the server resources will be at the highest priority level and, and the, you know, the best they can offer at the moment. So we are really trying to, to prepare for the launch especially because we are a bunch of crazy people that put the counter on the site. I think this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well then, f fingers crossed. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you, you've already put your finger on it, but, like, the the demand is insane for, for marketplaces on uh, Solana. And as you said, the, the de like, people are super excited for Solsi. Uh, so let's, let's chat about Solsi. Like, what is the, the vision for Solsi and where are you looking to take it? Well, what what we are doing it, um, I, what we are trying to do at the, the launch. Actually, we're not. You know, my my wife said, "Don't say try it. Let's say do it. And like, you know, try not do or do not." Which I think is is a really good thing to uh, the way to approach everything. So we are looking actually to deliver all the things that are um, mentioned in the blog post that is kind of announcing the the marketplace. I think we will manage to to get everything up and running on time. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a rush, like we are staying all night tonight, you know, finishing up all the things, because you can imagine that not only the, the programming of the site, but also visuals, all the text, we are building licenses that, that will be incorporated in the first launch, you know, like minting, uploading of files. It, it's, it's a huge amount of, of different elements of, you know, like the team is spread out across, you know, like every member is doing another thing. And then everything comes down together in, in about two days. And then, you know, it, it will be um, a really a big deal. So anyway, uh, long story short, what we have promised in the blog post, I hope that we, we will deliver everything. If not everything, then, then maybe it will be like, you, you know, main thing will be postponed for one or two days, three days, whatever. But uh, the core elements are all there. Um, and we think that even though there are features that you know other marketplaces don't have and we think are tremendously important on solana like you know people don't have these elementary things not, not we're not talking about advanced things we're talking about just you know elementary idea what just core things that are needed in order for the marketplace to i mean especially nft marketplace to function like uh um we say okay public private listings this is important like you know i want to send uh, I want to sell uh, an NFT to you and I don't want others to, to be able to, you know, front run you uh, or something like that. And then uh, we are very happy that, that we'll be integrating FTX Pay 
and it it's not complex it's just no one done it and i don't know why but it makes a, a lot of sense to have you know people that that want to use credit cards just to onboard on crypto to be able to do so and then you know rarity rarity is topic that i can i can talk about for days i mean you know we scraped the metadata of all nfts minted on solana and you cannot believe what is inside i mean you just cannot believe and we need to take these metadata files and then you know digest them first see what's inside of them you know like the uh, exile apes had big problems creators were, were minted wrongly and then you you have to then you know the the wallets of of you know the creators changed and then they want something else and then there are other projects that that had no metadata at all in some of the nfts that then they inserted metadata later or, or they changed the metadata along the way or half is minted in the in the proper way half is not minted in a proper way and they're still inside of the collection there is no uh, a collection as in as in um, a concept or in, uh, uh, some form of, of data structure that exists as a standard. So, you know, like in order to decide what is inside of the collection, you either need to look in the, in the creator's wallets, which, you know, it's, it's not the same because a creator can create the same collection, then create more NFTs in some other collection. So it's like a mixture of problems that we are now facing, you know, a couple of days uh, uh, pre-launch. But I still think that, that people need a place to go and just mint. You know, just I want to mint my piece and this is what we, we will enable and then you can sell that piece and that's you know quite enough for the, the start. And then you said about the vision? And that's totally true. Like the the, the bar is pretty low right now. Um, but where would you be trying to go in the future um, once you have the luxury of having a bit more time to kind of take the product forward? I don't think that we have a luxury. I mean, luxury. I mean, luxury of time. No, there is no luxury of time uh, right now because we need to be fast, and we need to be faster than than others. But I'm not talking about Solana. I'm talking about uh, competition on Ethereum and other chains because I think that Solana had historical opportunity, literally like historical opportunity to take over the whole space, not only NFT. So. Uh, that's why I think we, see, we are seeing um, the booming of, of the sold price. And I cannot say whether it's NFTs or not, but you know, when, when people start migrating from, from other chains to Solana because something is happening there and there is a lot of things happening uh, now, especially in the NFT space, then you see the price, of course, increase because of that. So um, that being said, uh, the vision, this is almost like pitching the investors. <laughs> the vision here is maybe beyond something that people usually see uh, uh, in the NFT space when, when they you know, talk about what the NFT space is. I think uh, what Jeremy from Delphi said in, a lot, in, in the podcast a few days ago, like we are seeing just the first snowflake that is falling on you know, the iceberg that is just taking out of the water. So we now understand that NFTs can be a lot of different things. It's not just, you know, like we are playing now with collectibles and with art, but we will soon start exploring other territories. But um, how I see it, it's the front end, the tools, uh, the way that, that people will get engaged into the sector, what, what we'll be able to do with these NFTs, how these NFTs will be integrated inside of, of the product, of, of games, of apps, of 
brands of, of you know, sport teams, of, of fan bases, of, of many, many different communities that will be using them to, to trade value, whatever we call value in the future. So I think that the value chain will, will change and that, you know, like it, it will all be shifted and it's happening at warp speed. And I think that these experiments that we see with PFPs and, and, and you know, like all these generative uh, art is actually a, a great sign of, of what is about to come and that people will come up with new things and then a new things and then niches will, will form around specific um, areas of, of, of NFT interest. Um, so I see that, that we finally have a use case for the blockchain that is beyond payment, you know, for the, for the, for the general public, let's say, for the users. Okay, you know, smart contracts, use case, this is cool for developers. This is a use case for developers. But for regular users, NFTs are the real use case for the blockchain technology. And if you think about it for a second, you know, if blockchain becomes the infrastructure for NFTs, then we will see the complete shift of, you know, uh, the whole space of the crypto uh, into an NFT space that will be full of innovation, that will be full of use cases, that will be full of, like, we are seeing a new uh, revolution or, or spring of, of, you know, different scenarios that, use cases that, that will show up as a reflection of, of the, 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 you know, NFT concept. As you say, yeah, there's so, there's so many different areas that it unlocks. I'm, I'm particularly excited for gaming, um, but also it's up to the creators and the people in the industry to take it in many different directions and see what, where it fits and where people like using it. What we will do with Solsi is we will be sailing in the direction of creator economies. So the shift will happen. In, I mean, the, the power will be given to creators and we are looking to, I mean, we are still exploring different models of, of how it will be used, but the value should be shifted from the NFT item itself into the creator. So the value will be in creator, and I'll maybe talk about it a bit later, how are we going to do it. But the, the whole point is that the communities will form around either collections or creators or, you know, like ideas that will then be able to transform you know, how these communities actually um, value um, use cases of these creators, use cases or items, let's say, if this is not too abstract. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, excited to hear more. Um, um, so it sounds like you're not, you're not really sort of navel gazing at the competitors on Solana, you're sort of seeing a much bigger picture and, you're, and you and the team are looking to execute very quickly. We don't think that, that the marketplace is actually only a marketplace. Mm -hmm. I just said it yesterday to the team. This is, we are building a playground for NFTs because what people are actually doing on the marketplace, they, they don't go and you know, search for shoes and buy shoes. They go and explore the experiment with rarity indexes. They try to find the best strategy to you know, shop and buy and they're looking at others, what they did collect. You know, like, this is a game. Marketplace is your new game, and our, you know, pawns are actually NFTs, I mean, for the users. So they're playing a game. They're playing a game against each other. They're playing a game, a game together. You know, like it's, 
it's crazy. So we just need to try to follow what's going on, bring them, you know, more tools, try to understand what exactly they, do they want. Like, for example, we were talking to some of the collectors. They said, like, can you give me um, swipe the floor feature so they can just go in. They don't want to think. They just want to buy the whole floor. And we said, yeah, why not? And then we got a response on Twitter saying, like, I, I haven't responded to that yet. I'm sorry. If, the, if someone who posted it, you know, like, is listening to this, then I'm really sorry. I can respond it here. Like, said, like, no, you know, if we go into that direction, then we are kind of um, for um, um, propagate, not propagating, say, promoting the whales and, you know, like, destroying the system. Why? I mean, this is an experiment. That's a button. That's nothing. You know, like, let's see what it does. And then, you know, like, we, we will learn from, from that, and then we can maybe turn the button off. But it's still like, you know, a shopping experience in, in when, when you go to a website and you just click multiple items and, you know, shopping bag and check out. So bulk buying is something that you could never imagine that, you know, was needed in a space. But people might want to bulk buy. And this is something that we might bring in. So it's a playground and it should be seen as, as such. And, and then all the innovation should happen on the marketplace. So we see it as, you know, like an open playground for NFT scene to thrive, to, you know, explore other other things. And I mean, yeah. And also, as you said earlier, um, with exploring creators, uh, not only are people sort of, it's a marketplace and they're exploring, they're also exploring different communities because a lot of these different tokens are actually kind of a window into a new community Maybe in some cases, it's even actually a gated community and you need that token to enter the community. We will bring currencies for these communities. Stay posted. On Soul C. <laughs> soon. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon. So this is yeah. one to keep your eye out for. Um, actually, you, you also mentioned in the blog post, I believe, that it's possible to purchase um, with multiple different kinds of currencies, so not just Solana? Yeah, this is something that, that will be launched um, on, on, the, on the launch day. It, it will be there. So you can list your, your NFT in, in different currencies. I think that we will select a couple of popular ones so that we don't overburden the choices. But I think it, it, what only makes sense is Sol and USDC, USDT, maybe Ser Serum or a couple of others. But here is also um, the token that, that we will be releasing is something that we kind of also want to, um, you know, um, put in front of the audience. So we'll see. Oh, will it be possible to actually bid on, on listings as well? Like to make uh, not Not at the, at the moment of launch, no. We are looking to, to actually integrate um, Serum, um, Serum order books to use that as a bidding mechanism. Uh, but we have to also kind of see with them, like, will it be, I mean, it is possible to have one single item, then place, uh, you know, different order books, uh, uh, orders in, in a book for the single item. But here, what is an interesting dynamic is, is, is that if you have a limited edition piece that, that is the same and, and it has like a hundred uh, copies, then the order book makes a lot of sense because then, you know, like there is liquidity in this limited edition collection. So this is something that we will, this is the same thing as uh, Star Atlas did in their marketplace. Um, so yeah, bidding and auctions and, you know, private biddings and things like that, we will definitely uh, look into it right away as soon as we launch this, I think the first thing that next that, that we will do. 
but what we've seen so far is that people just need a way to sell and buy for the beginning, you know. Yeah, so I also noticed in the blog post, there was some details about an uh, AR viewer. Could you share a bit of your thoughts on AR viewers, on people viewing their NFTs inside like a, a VR or, you know, sort of a more an experience that really gives you like a, a more a richer way of enjoying the NFT or your collectibles? Yeah, so we had a request from the client. Maybe I actually, you know, didn't tell much about VRLart and, and, and the Soul C team that, that is actually derived from VRLart and then all our protocol. And then we are all, I mean, the, the, the team is kind of um, made out of all these different uh, experts, not only the developers, but also 3D uh, modelers and architects and, you know, designers. And, um, and, and here comes our kind of expertise and experience in, in AR and VR. And what I can tell you is, is AR um, is cool if you have a dedicated mobile app. If you don't have a dedicated mobile app, then um, it's a pain because there are ways to do AR on, through the website, and we've done it for clients. Um, and we might actually bring that as a possibility in, in the uh, SoulC, uh, let's say, um, NFT viewer. But there's another way that we will enable probably in, in, the, in the literally like um, – couple of days after we launch um, is to upload the iOS uh, AR compatible file. iOS has a format of file that, that you can, in 3D file, that if you la launch it in a browser, then you can literally have the AR capabilities that are native to the iOS devices. So it's not something that Android supports, but, but still it's kind of a, a good way to have the AR enabled uh, viewer for, and, and, and it, it's quite easy to to actually create and build. So I think that, that we, will, we will start with this. And then we can also open up the possibility to have uh, the AR through the camera on any phone, which we already, as I said, developed. Um, and that could be also launched pretty, pretty fast. So these are all experimental things. I don't think that it will stick to the audience, but it will be a fun thing to show to someone, look, I own these 3D you know, uh, pair of sneakers or um, you know, this is my avatar. A face in 3D or whatever. It's about to, you know, it's experiments. Everything is. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know if this exists already, but I can imagine it will be like a bit of a flex if you go into someone's house and then you look in their walls with the AR viewer or something and then they have like a, a punk or some kind of super expensive NFT on their wall, but only visible through the camera. Well, let me, let me tell you what, what future we are looking into, uh, I mean, in a couple of years, as, as AR glasses that are really functional um, come to market, then, I mean, th this is what I was saying, like, for the last, I don't know, five years, is that we will live in, you know, mixed reality worlds. We will live in virtual realities. It's a matter of time. It's not, you know, it, it's not if, it's when. Um, and then it will be very important, like what assets do you own in the virtual world? Because your virtual world be, will be shared with someone else's virtual world. Because you will come to a meeting in an office that will be completely empty but full of holograms. And then, you know, like the painting that behind me it will be, you know, virtual. <laughs> and then you will be able to check whether my hash is genuine or you, you will not be even be able to place a, a, a painting that is not real you know, um, um, genuine, let's say, minted NFT virtual painting or sculpture. Yeah, I just hope that that, that world is 
free and open source and not sort of delivered to you by Facebook or some. I mean, that would be kind of a disaster, wouldn't it? <laughs> to be honest, I mean, uh, this is a big, big war that we are into. Let me tell you this. And I've been, I've been saying also this whenever I talk um, in public about the situation where we are right now, I'm saying that we are in, literally, we are fighting a war. We are in trenches, and the war is for human attention. And if we don't put the quality content outside in the world, like, you know, like we are doing with arts and culture and museums, and things like this is my fight. And, and if we don't do that, you know, we will be overrun by low quality content, you know, like entertainment just for the sake of entertaining without any um, real value that is associated to, you know, our heritage, our culture, our, you know, like future development of, of our kids. I mean, the, the, the future for our kids. If it's based only on games and based only on entertainment, then, then we are screwed. But that, that's a war for, I mean, it's a war between Facebook, it's a war between Apple, it's a war between governments, it's, it's a war, it's a political thing. And then the politicians are slowed and, and it's a repression or is it not repression? Is it for the greater good or not? Like these are difficult topics. And we are right in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. the explosion, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, no, it is interesting to think that there is, there's a much bigger picture or there's a much bigger story um, being written right now alongside this smaller crypto story that we're all involved in. Zooming back into Solana, but zooming out a bit further um, and seeing sort of what what are you expecting once you release Solsi in the coming months? Like, do you have an expectation of, of what's coming um, on Solana? Like, I know you mentioned there's been a boom lately. Do you feel like this is going to be sort of, do you feel good that this is continuing or does it all feel a bit like a kind of uh, frothy um, moment? I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I really don't know. I mean, it's been a journey for us um, because we were never, you know, deeply involved. We, we were working in our own kind of world, you know, like world of virtual galleries and artists and museums. And it's, it's a nice world to live in, but it's a pretty hard, hard one to, to actually manage because these are all, you know, old people. Usually, I mean, they're older, not old, but they're older. And, 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 and they're very traditional. So it's, it's quite a mess to, to sell something new to someone that is, you know, been holding a gallery for 50 years and, and you know, trusts only the real piece and, you know, you, you can smell it and then you can feel the color, how it, you know, shines over the surface of the, of the painting. So anyway, all of them called us beginning of this year and said, like, can we mint NFTs with you guys? All of them. Like that, that was that was really ridiculous in the moment in the first boom moment. So um, what what I wanted to say here is that I don't think this is temporary. I think this this is literally we just you know we opened the box. It's a Pandora's box, and it you know genie's out, and it's crushing everything around us. I mean we can see that, and I think that that's why I'm saying like Solana is in a really good position because of the technology layer that they have, but in a really bad position because of unexperienced developers uh, and you know the, the not properly, uh, let's say, defined standards, no, you know, the documentation is still pretty weak. 
people are experimenting a lot and, and then some of these experiments go, go wrong and then they're trying to fix this and then it's, you know, maybe it's even not necessary, like just let it go, you know, like, like let the mess and, and chaos find its way, you know. And um, so anyway, the, the, the good thing is the, the speed of transactions and the cost of the transactions. You know, there is a layer that can give us the ability to, you know, mint 10,000 things in, in split of a second. And that is just not possible on, on Ethereum, which is the most popular chain right now. Yeah, it's a good problem to have that you're even having to deal with trying to figure out how you can have, you know, 40,000 people trying to mint at the same time and, and still the gas, I mean, the, the transaction costs are really tiny. And then what is interesting here is that then the problem is not gas cost, it's, it's the idea that you are selling. So there, there is, a, I mean, is it, uh, no, no one is worrying about, you know, anything that has to do with speed or cost. They're worried about whether this project is really good. A hundred percent. I mean, the, the Aurori drop today made me think, I think that we need to rethink actually this concept of a drop that has... 30,000 people trying to press a button at the same time because inevitably most of them will be disappointed because it sells out in 10 seconds. Um, so maybe we need to rethink the whole idea of how that launch is being done. And it's not actually a technical challenge. It's more a question about how you actually create the product that more people actually enjoy the experience. Exactly. Okay, I see that we're, we're just hitting 40 minutes uh, and I know that I'm cognizant that you guys are about to release in a couple of days. So I don't want to take too much more of your time. Um, maybe just for the listeners who are not sitting on your website, the 5,000, um, do you want to share some details on where they can find out about Solsi uh, and what they can be looking forward to in the, in, uh, like on, on launch day? Um, yeah, so um, you can follow us on Twitter. It's Solsi NFT and uh, the website is solsi.io. And um, just, Follow what we're doing. Try to, what I would say that, that we really want to make difference in, in the space. And if you dig deeper into our Twitter post, if you go on into our Discord, even if, I mean, once we, once we launch, in, in a matter of weeks, it will be quite um, clear that, that we are looking at it from, from a different perspective. So we are not just building a copy of OpenSea. That's actually a quite interesting topic. Maybe we have a couple of more seconds. Okay, huh? What sure. do you say? Yes, yes, so the, the, the topic is the name. Okay, we've been uh, bashed over the Twitter about the name. And I have to do a comment on the name, right? It's, uh, so um, it's not a copy of OpenSea. Um, it's much bigger than that. <laughs> it's um, a mental image that we want to create in the split second when you hear it. So it's Soul C, it's Opusion Solana. Yes, I remember it, I will never forget it. And I think that it, it also kind of, um, it, it gives us um, marketing value only by, by, by making a name that is also kind of controversial because of that. So it's a kind of a trick it, it was risky. We knew it <laughs> that people would say, you know, change the name. But the thing is that, you know, like um, being there, delivering the experience and bringing something better, everybody will forget 
that you know we're talking about the open sea and and you know like they will start enjoying our experience and i think that when you think about the sea and the sun which is soul it makes a lot of sense that the name and the you know like that uh, fantastic image that that goes through your head when you say sea that we every everybody loves it it's a freedom you know it's full of fish so there is a lot of things that that we can um experiment here and and experience so it makes a lot of sense and it and it was a trick that the name is a trick yeah i think it worked on me <laughs> <laughs> all right then uh yeah there's still so much i mean it's it's really fun talking with you vito i feel like we could dive into a lot of those topics uh, for much longer and maybe we can do it again sometime uh once once you guys are live it would be my pleasure just just keep the fingers crossed because you know with all these projects going live and failing you know i mean if we have to push the launch we will push the launch but i hope that we will not push the launch yeah my finger my fingers absolutely crossed for you guys and um yeah hoping for a good launch in 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 a couple of days and can't wait to have a play around on the platform and yeah thank you very much for having me talk to you soon I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app right now. For extra points, follow us on Twitter at Solana Cove. A reminder, anything said on Solana Cove is not financial or tax advice. Solana Cove is strictly educational and is not investment advice. Keep in mind, you and you alone are responsible for your assets and always do your own research.